Thank you for joining The Collective today. The Collective is a storytelling podcast interviewing hairstylists and makeup artists. On today's episode, we have Richie Kandasamy. Richie is an independent global color educator, as well as the technical director of Roots Education and the founder of Rococo Beauty. Thank you for joining us on The Collective today. Thank you for having me, Brooke. I really appreciate you guys connecting and looking forward. So excited for this interview and to, to share your story and your journey of how you've gotten to where you are. So I always start the podcast with the same question. I always want to ask who you are. So who is Richie? Oh, it's a very, I think it's a very simple answer. It should be, uh, I'm just like a, a young man, uh, a father. First of all, I'm a father, a husband. Then comes really comes the rest. You know that I'm just I'm just a creative person who loves enjoying educating people, sharing the good news. I'm a man. I'm a man of faith. For me, faith is very important. Trying to be positive as much as I can. I think it's a, a man. Of, I would say a man of, of balance. But first of all, is always being a father and a husband. And uh, yes, that's beautiful. So you were the first technical director for TG Italy, UK, and America. How did you get there? I would probably say when it, when you know I used to, I grew up with uh, with Tony and Guy, which were at the, at the beginning was together with TG. Tony and Guy was more the salon education part, and then TG was more the product. Then of course you know as the company get big, so what happened is and most people who were with Tony and Guy just wanted to stick with uh, doing hair. But then I, of course, working with my old boss at that time, I had a Tony and Guy, I said, listen, we're going to go with the TG part. And I said, well, I'm coming with you. For me, I don't care about that part. I, want, I just want to be with you because he was a great mentor for me when it comes to education. He has grown me. So I said, you know what? I trust his move. So then from there, we started from scratch in Italy when TG and Tony and Guy separated. We were the first TG salon, first TG really creative people on board and at that time I was just a technician really I was climbing up the ladder to be a senior technician to be an art director I did all my training my step to be really a technical director because there was none at that time but before they didn't just give me the position because there was need one they groomed me to be in that position so I could do all my exam and pass it and do my test out and I was really I would say the first and of course then we have Shara Brooks who was like more like the European she came down to support for a little for a little bit until I was ready for that position. So it was it was good. I think it was a journey of growth. Every step from Italy, Italy to the UK and running on really doing all the European countries. And of the, of course, when America was going to a change to make it a change with a new color line, then there was a possibility for me to move to America. So and it was in New York for the so right there, everything fell into places. I feel like the universe was laid out perfectly, of course. Universe only laid out for you only really if you're walking towards that direction. So Yeah, I agree. So you were already working um with Tony and Guy in Italy then, right? So Yes, Brian, you, yes. Yeah. So how did you start working with them originally? When did you it's funny, you know it's funny because you know, when I know I'm from Seychelles, which is a small island in the Indian Ocean. And uh, coming from Seychelles, very far, it's very far. So when I moved, I, I was already doing hair, but I was doing like more barbering behind the, 
at the back of my grandma's house and enjoy. It's like, you know, you're just going to school, but after school, cut some hair, make some cash on the side, you know, and I was just enjoying it. And n- nobody ever teach me how to fail. You, know, you go to the hairdresser, go to the barber, you see them doing it, you like it. I, li- I used to love the sense of, of product, perfume or product in the salon. So that's what's really, I was keeping, I remember I used to go with my auntie like every week to get her hair done. I would sit next to the door outside. As soon as people open the doors, that that fume of hair product comes, I was like, I just love it. Does that make sense? And then from there, I started cutting hair, really myself, at home, my friends. Then when I moved to Italy, my goal was to study because, you know, at that time when doing hair was not really like, if you, if you go and do hair in a salon, they told you, okay, you don't want to go to school, just go and do hair. It's like, well, just like something for you to do. It was never like really a career in my head, how, how, how I was educated. It was like, okay, you don't want to go to school, just go and do that then. That means like a, a, low, a low end job when you don't go to, go to school to do something. But I always had a vision, don't get me wrong. Then of course, the society at that time tell you, you have to go to university, college and everything. So when my mom was living in Italy and I was in Seychelles, I was turning 18. I was quite good at school actually also. So from there, what we did, I ended up, my uncle, why don't you come to Italy to study? So we applied for, we call it like a, a foreign uh, university. I applied. Then, of course, when I get there, you know, with family problems and everything, things didn't go as it should be. And I ended up being like, didn't have enough financial to go to that university. So I have to stop. And then I lost my visa. So I was illegal for four years. So I couldn't do hair really in a salon, any work, because my visa was for students. So, and I didn't want to go back. So what? So so from there, really, I didn't do hair for four years. Really behind the chair, I just like doing my friend's hair because I was illegal. I was an immigrant with no documents. I couldn't walk. I didn't do anything. Right. So four years. Then after that, when I get my really, I get my call my visa. It's called like a, the permission to work. After four years, I end up applying to work like in a salon. It was it was great really because they they were cutting hair, women's hair with uh, with clipper. It was like Jean Louis David. They were mm-hmm. cutting hair. That was that, that. I'm talking about in '98, '97. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was around '98. And wow. in '98, I was cutting. Yeah, so I started cutting hair because since I was good with clippers, so I learned very fast. But then after four months with them, I realized like my taste level of where I want to be it was beyond that. Then I was doing research of what inspires me, and the Tony and guy was keep on popping up. And at that time, I was in Perugia, in in, in Italy. Then I saw they have a they have once they have a shop and school in Milan. I said that's too far. I can afford to do that now. I know I need to work harder, more, and save some money so I can really exp- go there. Then I saw there was this brand Italian brand which is really amazing, which was was quite similar to what I love. But Tony and Guy was more like Anglo-Saxon, so that's been more international. Right. Then I saw the Italian brand called Carlo Bai, which is really he's he's a great guy, really 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 famous. If you think of like um. Roberto Cavalli, Valentino, he does all those hair at that time. I saw he has a, a, a school and a chain of salon in Florence. So I went there because it was more close. It was a two-hour train ride. So I went to do a class there. Then from there, when I saw the class, when I was there, someone told me, oh, you know, there's a Tony and Guy also in Florence, a, a shop. I said, really? I didn't know that. Then after the third day of my class, the last day before I went to Perugia, I said, you know what? I'm going to stop by and see if they're looking for people to work. Then just being there, I went to the salon and met a few people who were, they were not busy that day, chatting with them. They were inspiring me. Yeah, you should talk with the big boss. And I ended up having an interview, really. Having that interview was funny. It was supposed to be at 
five, six o'clock p.m. The, the guy finishing working, uh, the, the boss manager at that time, so late that I said, you know what, I'm going to lose my trainer. I didn't have nowhere to sit because last year was at seven and this guy was at seven, was still cutting hair. I said, you know what, I'm going to expose myself. I don't care. I'm gonna, I, want, I want to have an interview. I'd rather sleep at the station at night and get the first train at six o'clock the next day. And I was wow. telling the guy, one of the guys who was there was very nice. He's still my best friend now. He told me, listen, you miss a train, you can crash on my sofa. I don't have a, a house, but I have a sofa. And I just met these people like one, like 30 minutes, one hour. Right. And, and it was shows you like if you're good energy and everything, you know, that everything's gonna lay out. And I had my interview, I hang out with this guy, stay at their house at night. The next morning I took the first train, I went directly with the same clothes I had on. I couldn't go home to change. I went back to the salon on my tour. And then from there, really they didn't call me for three months. And after three months, he told me, Listen, there's an opportunity. When can you start? I said, I'm coming tomorrow. I sold my car, my scooter, everything. I jumped on a train two days. I was in Florence, starting walking with Tony and Guy at that time. Wow. And, and it's funny when I started, I was in 1999, really, to be honest. And then since then, you know, I started cutting hair with them doing my training. But then one day, it's funny. One day there was like, I was not getting paid. It was getting paid very zero, zero. I won't even tell you guys how much because it's embarrassing how much money I was making. <laughs> Actually, it was no money I'm talking about. So I was making zero money i don't know how i survive but sometimes when you are so love what you do money is nothing yeah you just do yeah, yeah. you just do it so it's okay. funny then there was a free class i remember it was well a free class was because Tony and guy we didn't we didn't have color tg color at that time and we were using well in l'oreal so there was a free class for four days say so, you no know one since no one gonna do wanna go i don't have any money so education is for free i'll take it you know that so so i went I went for this uh, four days of color. It's funny, after two days in, in, in the classes, I said, you know what, I'm getting it so fast. And the people were asking me, how long have you been doing color? You're really getting everything. I said, really? And I said, <laughs> then I was enjoying it. And I said, you know what, and then I pray on it. The, the second day I pray so much on it, I said, God, if this is what you want me to do, I know I have it, but if it's, if it's the journey and you know, you hear the message and from there, since that day, I've never cut hair again. Just wow. cut. And it's funny, I, I even bought my first scissors because I didn't have money. And my boss says, you know, we buy it for you. Then every month we'll get, we'll take 50 euro out of your salary so you can pay for your scissors. I still have my scissors, but I've never used it to do a proper haircut. Can you imagine that? <laughs> but I say, you know what? I could have sell it, but I say, you know what? That was a sign for me sometimes when you make investment and it doesn't mean it's going to work. Maybe God has a bigger plan for you. So that's why I didn't want to give it away. I still have it. Really, it's fun that scissors. I'm talking about like more than 20 years. Right. Uh, the same scissors, yeah. Then since then, really, of course, growing into Tony and Guy. Tony and Guy was a really education-based company, really strong, and I learned so much. You know, from there, you grow up from being a battering, mini battering, battering technician, senior technician, technical director. Then you be, then you after that, then you you apply to be a teacher where you get educated with teacher. So it's a whole journey. It's not about just give you the title. So. Then, in, then during that time with Tony and Guy, then TG ended up splitting up. I think it was 2005 or four. Then from there, TG, then, then my progress went further because there was less people in front of me. Because that time, Tony and Guy, there was so many talented people. It was quite hard to really go in the ladder at that time. But you know what? I made my right decision to start from like something fresh. Then this is where I am there from Italy. We opened the first academy. Then I was doing so well. And Tony wanted me to come to London with them at the Bedhead Studio that time with the, and the academy they just opened in London. 
then went there for three, four years. Then from there, I just moved to America 10 years ago. Now in Miami on my own, you know, and I'm now I'm freelancing, doing my own education platform because I realized product sometimes doesn't, it's amazing, but education will set you free. The product comes in and goes. The idea is to make people be better drivers and make them choose their car. That's been, make you more knowledgeable with the knowledge of color. Then you can choose your own product line you want to use. I think that, that that's what I'm going for now, I'll be honest. So see, this is my journey of education, really, when it comes to that. Yeah, I, I'm um, a freelancer now myself. So it's, it's kind of a beautiful thing because you have that freedom, right? Yeah, it is. It, it, yeah. Listen, I always say, sorry for using that word, that phrase. I think freedom is a new black, if you think about it, because it is. This is, it is when I say black, it's not mean by color. It's mean like because when you wear black, it's always fits when it comes to clothes. Does that make sense? That's when yeah. you can do whatever you want. That's when you can be creative. You want to work harder. You want to work less. You want to work on a Sunday or Saturday. You want to take a break. You're going to, it allows you, when you have freedom, it allows your brain to be more creative. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, absolutely. And and because when you're really, you're with a company, you're really running by the rules, by their laws. It doesn't allow you to be creative. They say you, you can be creative, but it's not because everything has a timeline, there's a guideline and, there's so much thing and there's so many chef in the kitchen and creativity doesn't happen when there's too much chef in the kitchen. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause there's, it's almost like, um, like you said, the guidelines and the outlines, it's like they already have a template, right? Brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have this. Don't get me wrong because right. you know, when you are, when you are brand, you need to have a guideline and a template, but also you must be flexible to really keep the guideline, but be creative. And, and I feel like, I feel like I was, for example, after many years, I'm talking about, more than 18 years with TG, I realized working in corporate that, I'll be honest, there was no place for me to grow. There was right. no. There was no place for me to grow. And for me, growth was not just being financially, to do what I love really doing, express myself and bring my own way of, of teaching. Even though I could do it even in my position, I'll be very honest, but I feel I've always at the back of my head I have to see if people marketing or sales are looking behind me they don't they were I always have like I feel like I have somebody always trying to watch me if I do something wrong maybe it might be just me but I felt like that all the time so that's why yeah. I want to be on my own yes yeah because then you don't have that right like if you if somebody thinks you're doing something wrong that's going to be you <laughs> like yeah, you know it's funny but baby but you'd be creative but with a fear a little right, bit that makes sense? right right yeah, and, absolutely. And, and I don't want to be that kind of, I don't want to live my life to be a fear of trying things or saying something creative or maybe it's my vision. Because creativity is your, is if you're living by, you have to be in, instinct, intuitive, do it. But if you have to have guidelines, then what happens, that's block you. And if you do that, I feel like your brain is like a muscle. If mm -hmm. you don't keep on practicing to push, your, push it, what happens, then you get lazy. So, right. you know, I, I was feeling I was getting lazier creatively. I said, no, well, I can't do that. I'm too young to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I, I get it. I did. I worked. Um, I worked for one of the news networks and I was freelancing for a bunch of news networks and I went full time for one of them. And it was the same thing. Like I, I stayed with them. It was only a year, but I was with them full time for a year and I got the benefits and I got all the things, but it was not creative at all and I felt mm -hmm. like my creativity was like dying you know it's like I know, I know I get you listen to what's funny you know, I'll be honest with that some 
some people are born to be doing that. That's their destiny. But right, it's yeah. Good to find you because I know some people say, no, or do you have benefits? Do you have this health insurance? Yes, I pay four times more my health insurance, but I'm happy. Right. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. I don't want to be someone pay my health, but I'm miserable at the back of it. So I, it's a choice. Right. Yeah. No, I think and. And I say that all the time, too, because people will ask me, like, why did you leave that? You, you know, it was stable. And especially right now, because like right now, all of those people are being paid, mm -hmm. right? Full time. Oh, oh trust me. <laughs> I know. I understand. We're, we're preaching the choir here. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's, so, I think it's a great, it's a great, I'll be very honest. I love these times had made me also see the bigger picture. Of course, I was, I'm lucky not, not only I do freelance. We end up creating my own product line also at the same time. I have my own platform of education. I still do freelance for TG. So I was doing like three, kind of three jobs at the same time for different companies, really. So I was lucky to be smart enough to make sure I don't depend on one income of freelance, but seeing it in different avenues. So at least, you know, you, you'll be able, I mean, it was one under one umbrella, but doing three different companies. That allows me to be more, see, making sure I have some retails online. I have some Returns from the silent education. I was already doing some online, so I get a few. Of course, I was making maybe 30. Instead of making 100% of my income, I was making 30%, but it was quite enough for me to maintain. But it was tough, I'll be honest, because when most freelance was doing just one job of freelance, then what happened when you don't get that a month to months, it was quite hard. Correct. Yeah, I mean, all all the ev the avenues that you have, it's brilliant, right? Like, and that's. Uh, it, <laughs> and that's something that I'm personally working on right now since I've had the time to, right? So mm -hmm. it, is, um, it is. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about your education platform that you have, and then let's talk about Ricoco as well. Um, I'm, uh, so when it's funny. One thing I always say, you know what? When you're when you're doing education, education one of the main thing when I I believe in education is that not just to educate someone is really is like to give them really the ability to the knowledge to make them use the knowledge you're giving them not just to educate but making sure you make them really master the knowledge that's what's very important it's about what they do with the information when they leave because i don't want to just show you i want to share with you making sure you really absorb the information that's why i came up with the education we call it roots education the reason we call it roots because roots what happens is the foundation of everything you don't see it you only see the plant, but you don't see the roots. People really glorify what they see, but they don't really take care of what. So that's mean education needs to be like, you need to master it. It right. shouldn't be something you should be just showing off of it, because you, you should be seeing it, because it on, it's your knowledge. So what, what I do really now, I work with, with other artists also. I work on my own a lot, where because we just had it. I started like a year and a half ago, and we're doing very well. I'm doing a, a few. I, I go in, in Taiwan. I teach in Italy, all around America, in South America, I've been doing it, classes every year, last two years now, we're doing very well. So the idea is to do a color education, educate people, not just to be a good, technically good hairdresser, but also to be a, a business-minded hairdresser when it comes to the colorists. Because most people think about just doing a color, it's how to turn your color into a business, even by yourself, how to make your chair become your own business. Even though you're an employee, how to be a business person behind the chair but creatively so we were building up more my technique season uh, where, where how what color technique we use we will work with differences on how to assess skin tone complexion a bit more deeper than just doing color instead of 
educating people just how to or what's the trend, educating people like a colleague how to really translate trend. Uh, because everybody's very different how you see it, but how do you translate that? I think right. this is what I've been doing, sort of like, let's mean my main focus is less Instagram, more really one-on-one -on -one or small group of people because it's more intimate, more boutique education. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's, I feel like it's more powerful, and that's, what's keep, that's what I think has been great even during this tough time. I've been doing a, a few Zoom classes intimately because everything was already intimate. So you don't need a big class. You don't need to travel. Then, of course, I need to up my game now with my technology because if you're doing Zoom, you have to have better, better <laughs> right. image, better videos and stuff like that. So that's what I'm working on a lot because. And yeah, that's my education, really. And also, it doesn't matter which brand you use. It's more about like technique because, you know, product has a price. Right. Technique has no price. Color comes in a box, but there's no techniques in the box. Right. That's what makes the difference. So if you want to be free, but that's when I want to share knowledge with Alawi, it doesn't matter where you are, you you can still use your talent, your education all the time because people can take any, everything away from you, but not your knowledge. So that's the idea. Right. And then they can take that technique and the technique becomes their own, right? Brilliant. Perfect. And it's more unique because especially now, if you're like during that crisis now, how many people are doing their own color? Right. Does that make sense? But you can do it your technique. You can buy a box of color and put it all over. But if I'm mm -hmm. keep on doing techniques, placements, and everything that will suit your haircut, your kind of layers, everything, that's more that's what we call it. Instead of being a hairdresser, be a professional hairdresser. It's like being a doctor. Just don't be a family doctor. Be a specialized in in bones or knees or eyes. So then you can get paid more and your client will appreciate you more. Right. Right. This, this is the way I think now, to be a hairdresser, you, we have to be take it serious ourselves that it's a prof, it's really, it's a master. You have to be very professional because if you want to get paid as a professional, you have to act like one. Right. I think Absolutely. that's what, I think that's the, that's the important behind it. Now, oh, I just want to be like Instagram famous hairdresser. Then what happened, you're going to be treated like one. Does that make sense? But if you have to really get really technical, really making sure when someone comes in from your service, the way you're doing your... Your consultation, assessing skin tone for season, what's going to suit you, suit you, keep on changing, give them advice, prepare them for when they come back to pre-book them. That's what a professional one is. Does right. that make sense? So instead yeah. of like watching, oh, let me do your hair like Kardashian. No, it doesn't mean that doesn't look good on you. You're not Kardashian. You're different. We can take the inspiration, but make sure it suits and fits you. It's about being that person who will be able to communicate really and direct your clients what look good. Instead of doing Instead of copying something, take inspiration and make it look good for that client. More bespoke service. Right. Like it's like a like couture for the client, right? Brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. So if you do that, then you're gonna get paid like a proper colorist. And then you can say, oh, my client doesn't want to pay. The client doesn't pay because you're just being about you're putting a rig what you're leaving them the process. Right. But if you're giving them like the experience is different because you you cannot ask me for more money if you keep on doing the same thing. I can pay you more if you change my experience. That's it. So I believe yeah. it's like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't want to preach a lot, but that's the reality, really. That's the difference. If someone charging a regrowth at $80 and $250 or $300. Right. Because it's not, really just, it's not really just applying the color. It's like the experience when they come in, that we do your consultation, giving them choice, talking about the season. Okay, now this season is a bit more summertime. Let's work more, more like with neutral, more lighter. During the winter, 
you might be more pale, let's make it more warmer to us. You know, it's a, the way you communicate and these things need to be educated to people and not, oh, I like this, let's do all bayage. Yes, you can do it. It's very mechanical, but choosing the right color, that's what's making you make more money because you get more flexibility to do a more variety of color, a diversity in your portfolio, not just do everything the same with the same color. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just thinking too, because, you know, I, I went to hair school and I, I had my own salon for a few years and now my focus has been more TV and film and I've, I've geared more to makeup than hair over the years, but everything that you're saying can be related to a makeup artist as well, right? Like every bit of what you're saying can relate to the makeup artist and the hairstylist. So it's, no, I completely agree. It completely makes sense because you're creating right, creating it's more good. of the package, you know, mm-hmm. than than just the actual service itself. Brilliant. So, it is. It is. For example, I'll give you one simple thing I teach. We have an instrument that I use when I teach. When someone tells me, oh, I want to be blonde like this person. I say, yes, you can be. You can be any color. I said, the reason you can be any color because hair is a miracle fiber. It's the only thing on your body that can be can go light. That and go back to your state. You can do, you can be everything you want. Does that make sense? But is it the right one that will suit you? How do I do that? That's mean I must show you that your eyes level, your, your depth of your eyes will tell you which color suits you, which how dark or light. Then your skin tone will tell you if you can work with warm or cool color. Your complexion will give you like more flexibility how to work with your tone. Does that make sense? But by this, I mean because when you start educating your client, then there's a there's a really um kind of kind of, I would say kind of a an atmosphere of respect that you're professional because I'm really doing a proper assessment before I do something. So you we build trust now. You trust me because I'm assessing you. I think that's that uh, that's a different. That's what kind of stuff I'm 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 teaching now. Less funky color rainbows. That doesn't bring you money. Does that make sense? It's more like right. it's like I always actually I post a picture amazing. I I was feeling it yesterday actually. I was I was in the salon yesterday. I feel like um, classic and and simplicity is the mother of invention, really. Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And I just pulled up, I looked at your picture from yesterday, too. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it is, because this guy was already beautiful, but she was ah, no, she, she walks in the sound. I said, you know what? It's fine, I should have put, I, I have a before picture, but I didn't want to post it. You will see, you will, it's a totally different girl, but she's beautiful and gorgeous, but it's funny. I didn't do nothing but classic work, but working with a high leaf and a lightener. But the placement was very classic. It's about choosing the right tone that will make her skin look more shiny and healthy, really show up her eyes. And when someone say you're doing a color, your legs pop, that means it's not good. It should be balanced between your hair, your eye, your skin tone, your complexion to be like a whole package. Because remember, your hair is like a frame. Your face is like a piece of art. That's when the frame making sure your face express itself. When there's imbalance, that's when they're fighting. How do you create balance with that? Right. No, it's beautiful. And I agree. I always think like, you know, when um, trying to think, I don't remember when, but I remember when, you know, the face framing layers came back, right? It was like, it was really popular at one time. And then they came back several years ago. And that was one of the first things that I that kind of clicked for me was like, oh, like those face framing layers are actually naturally contouring the face, right? It so, is. 
And I, I think about that when the highlights are around the face as well. Like they're naturally creating, like you're saying, they're creating that balance around the face. So Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're hundred percent right. It was one one just to give you the tips again and I always tell people like I know you wanna be light, but you have to be careful of your face shape. If your face is, is round, don't put too much light around your face, it's gonna make your face more bigger and rounder. Does that make sense? That's making it something more solid, more more depth to make your face less it's like you have to understand color depth what co- right. that color does what like color does right so different shape if you have square fish v shape well how can you make it how can you soften it with yeah. color because you need to and this this are thing when you look at stuff on instagram everywhere now people doesn't do that you're just looking at the end result very superficial but you understand like the fundamental of it which is i think that's what where it's missing where i feel like i love doing my private education because I make you. I make people focus on my colleagues, the student focus on like the real thing. No, 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 not the superficial. What you're seeing is about what you're not seeing. I want to educate people what they not see, what they can't see. Sometimes is the most important. Yeah, I know. I think that's. I think it's brilliant, and I think the name Roots Education is brilliant too. I love the whole, the whole idea of that kind of what lives underneath, what's not being seen, that actually builds it. You know. No, ex- exactly, because I believe, like, if you have a strong foundation or strong roots, it doesn't matter what season comes in the storm, you, you won't break. Does that make sense? But if you have yeah. a strong roots, when the bad season, you crawl down, you know, you, you, feel, you feel insecure. I don't know if I want to do it again because you don't have a strong foundation. Right. And that could be used for anything in life. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, um... Yeah, no, I agree with everything. And I, I think of when you were talking about, you know, I think of um, color theory and light versus dark and how dark colors push back and recede and light colors bring things out and uh, make them appear larger and that sort of thing. But No, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think simple thing. I was funny. I was just talking with this the girl I did our hair yesterday. He said, yeah, my hair looks oily after two days. My hair is quite dark on the top. It's cause, I said, because dark. As soon as the second day, you feel like your hair is dirty, you know, because it's dark. So what happened, it was like your hair is flat on your head. I said, now I put a little bit of lightness, you will get that volume. Said, yeah, what volume? You said, I said, because dark, we squeeze. That's why if you want to look skinnier, you wear black clothes. And if you're a little bit round, don't wear white clothes because you're going to look more rounder. She was, she was laughing. I said, that makes sense. That's color. Color is everywhere. Imagine if everything, there was no color. Everything was just transparent. It wouldn't be nice, no? That's why everything has a color. Bad or wrong, but it's, it needs to express itself. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's color theory in its simplest form, right? No, it is, it is. It is basic. <laughs> I feel like that's what's missing even now with our young hairdressers. They just want to learn the technique, but they don't realize it. so it's not really about just the technique and sending the what's behind the technique. Right. It's so fascinating. And it's, I mean, I'm sure you find this too, but I remember I used to teach in the Paul Mitchell world. And mm-hmm. I remember going into the schools and teaching and just it's it, so fascinating to see the thought process, right? Like while people are learning and how they're understanding and their process of understanding. It's really interesting. No, it is. It is yeah. um, I love, I love, what, what's funny, one of my favorite thing now is not to teach really already hairdresser. I love teaching people who's going to beauty school a lot. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, you I'll should. Do you ever? Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, do you ever do guest? You should totally do guest artists at these schools. I will, 
I would love to, you know, yeah. you know some of them sometimes because they're so I mean, they're so brand product Heavy. driven. Yeah. Then that what happened, that's what's really blocked these students from growing. Right. So they're not selling, they're not sharing with them the real knowledge about just getting your just getting your license. And then when you get your license, they don't even ready to be to be on the floor. Because right. they don't prepare you to be on the floor, they prepare you to get a license. But the license doesn't really it's only like maybe five percent of the reality behind the chair, if you ask me. Yeah. Personally, I might be wrong, but from my experience, I'm right because I'm seeing out of hundred students, I will tell you zero is ready right. to hit the floor. Well, whenever people would talk, when people would ask about going to hair school or like, should I go to this school or go to that school, and I, there, you know, there's a couple of different ways you can do it, right? You could go to a brand-focused school and spend. I don't know, $20,000 more, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could go to a smaller school, like a, I don't know, like at a tech school or like a, like a private mom and pop type beauty mm-hmm. school and pay $8,000, but then spend the 12000 on further education once you get your license, right? Exactly. See, see, I think these are the kind of thing I think these young kids should hear about, whatever you said now, because I think it's important. Because if you ask me, I, didn't, I don't know about that. Because I think because of of young colleagues like you, you should be you should be sharing that like as an experience for them to understand if they did. because I think it's important because sometimes you're following the brand mm-hmm. when you're wasting more money. They don't care. Right. They, I'll be honest, they don't care. They say they do, but they don't. I'll be very honest, they don't. If they did care, they would really value that part. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. They might have a superficial care, I'll call it uh, overall, but for them it's all numbers. Right. You claim you pay, and then then what happened later? Then they hope maybe you find a sound that use their product. Are they really making sure you really know the Not really. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I I think when I finished hair school, there were we were in the first class at a new school, so there were eight of us who graduated together, and out of the eight, there's only two of us that are still doing hair, and I'm not even. I'm more on the makeup side now, right? So it shows you, but it just shows you how it is. It's funny. Yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting. Because because what happened? Because the experience is not like the rules they give the information. When you leave, you feel like you don't know anything. Then you question yourself. That's why. Yeah, totally. So let's talk about Rococo. So how did this come about? Oh, it's funny. Rococo, I would say, you know, I'm a, I'm a color technician. You know, I do color. This is what I do. I only do color. I don't cut anymore, just color full time. Then studying color, of course, I'm, we teach you when we started teaching copyright color. I know I don't get, I, I, don't, I don't need their credit, don't get me wrong. But I, I quit it from scratch, from the first days and everything. And I was in the lab doing it. And I've learned a lot by doing it and how it is built, how it's created and everything. And I always see some weakness around. And I always ask myself, why? Why does every brand does that? Does that make sense? Every color line. And I could see there's a, when you're doing color, we're only taking care of what we see. That's been the color. The superficial part, but we never take, take care of the scalp. We never think about the how after color, how to really close the cuticle. We all, everybody talks about pH, but we don't think how to really close the cuticle properly. Right. After color, so that's why we get a lot of fading. They want to color to fade because so you can buy more color. Right. But, you know, by doing that, you could see all these parts, you know what, why? And, you, and when you ask yourself, you know what, there's no problem. Then coming from Seychelles, of course, I grew up really using like um, 
all these like antique, I call it antique ritual ingredients for the skins, for the hair. It was less, less, less product use, more me natural thing. Mm-hmm. Then from there, of course, working with my wife together, I said, well, why don't we use those ritual ingredients? Because remember, your hair is your skin. Right. Same thing. Remember, your hair is attached. If you think of your face, your hair is attached to your face. You right. take, sometimes we take care more of our face than our hair, than your scalp. This is how funny it is. Okay. And then, of course, from there, I said, you know what? Let me find where there was initial problems from, like, braid shampoos, conditioners. Then I feel like when it comes to living conditioners, everybody has one living conditioner as a, as a prepping agent. Mm-hmm. But if someone does a color, pays $300 $400, I think you should have a proper living that to really work with your, your color choice. Don't just use a living. You should use the living conditioner. That's why we create, like, those lip gloss for hair. Their living conditioner you can apply on wet hair and on dry hair also. So it's lightweight. And it doesn't really color your hair. It's like a lip gloss. When you're like when your lips is dry, you put your lip balm on. No. If you like it rose your gold, this is the same. So if your color it depends on your color, then you will choose the right living conditioner that works for you. If you're a brunette, you will use a bronze. If you have gold highlight, you use it. Because color is a luxury service and you need a luxury product to maintain it. That's the whole idea of it. And also, same thing with the shampoo and conditioner. The idea is like after color, you you have inflammation in your scalp. So that's why most of the ingredients like you have like vanilla and cinnamon is really to disinfect the scalp and also really to rebalance the circulation on your scalp. Because when you do color, as you're opening the cuticle, you're opening the scalp also. So what happened, that's why people after color sometimes say, oh, I feel itch in my scalp. Or for two, three days, they feel like itchiness or dryness. Because what happened, there is a, we call it inflammation. And, 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 and um, oh, sorry. And cinnamon is an anti-inflammation because you need that. And all these things, I was thinking about, like, how can I cure the little, little problem? So we created a line for that. It's more like a curing factor with a luxury touch with it. It's more a product for maintaining your color and your, mainly your scalp also. Because your scalp is like the soil. Your hair is like a plant. Sometimes we take care of what we see of the plant, but we don't realize we need to water the soil. If I don't put water in the soil, what happens? The plant's going to damage. That's why the product is designed a lot to take care of the scalp also. That's when take care of what you can't see. Right. It's about healing the hair from the inside so you can look good from the outside. Wow. Yeah, I mean, those are things that we're not taught, right? Or we're... No. We, we learn a little bit of it, like in hair school or, you know, when we're starting out, but it's not things that we're taught that we implement behind mm-hmm. the chair. No, because so. we are, no, we're taught to be super superficial. That's fine. Right? To take yeah. care of, look at shiny hair. Let me do your hair with a straight, not straight. Let's do like a keratin to really, to remove your frizziness. Why about if you, why, why don't you make that frizzy looks healthy and nice? Frizzy is cool. Yeah. Instead of having the right product to take care of that frizziness, making sure it looks shiny or looks healthy. A healthy frizz, my hair is frizzy. I love it. Yeah, you've got great hair. Does that make sense? <laughs> but it's about educating. Yeah. That's what because they want you to do chemical service. They want they want you to do more and more and more because you buy more, you spend more. It's about consuming and damaging. The more you damage it, then what happens? Then you have to buy more product. Right. And more I treatment. Feel, yeah, I feel the idea is about educating people how to take care of their hair. Then if they want to do it, it's fine. Don't just make them out. Want straight hair? Destroy your curly hair. Just go straight. Then you can go back again. I have to. I feel there's people have a choice to do whatever they want, but also we have a choice that we should be educating people. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, no, because I think uh, everybody has, like you said, everybody has a choice to do what they want with their hair. But then at the same time, if you're educating them on the different options, right? A brilliant perfect. Without, yeah. without their hair being ruined, then, you know, without losing the integrity. And so if they're actually educated, then they'll make... The right decision they, themselves. Yeah, yeah, they may make other choices, right? So brilliant, exactly. Yeah. But it, I think I think is it that's where the importance. Is, but of course, but if you don't have knowledge, how can you educate your client? Right. That's what right. the problem is. Yeah, yeah. So when I I started the podcast, but I my first my vision originally was to start the podcast and then to have a platform. Um, for education, but also a platform for mentors, you know, and that was kind of a part of it was that not to just offer like any classes, but to offer classes, but then where people attending these classes could actually receive that, that mentorship support to really like uh, utilize that education they're receiving, right? Which is kind of your, it's kind of what you're saying, like making sure that people aren't just taking the classes, but they're fully understanding. And then the same same thing with the products as well. Like they're really understanding what they're doing with the products. And no, I, like, think, I think it's important. It's funny. I'll, I'll be honest. I have a friend of mine who tell me, who just texted me yesterday. He said, "Ricky, I'm doing a photo shoot. I'm working with this girl with curly textured hair. I don't know how what product to style. What do you think I should use?" I say, "You see, it's not, it's not, it's not really about what product to use. It's about really how to really what's the kind of." texture of, of hair you're working first of all and remember when you're working with texture hair like mine less is more less is more is like how you build up the product in the, in the hair because why is that because it's the fabric is a little bit more porous does that make sense we tend to absorb fat when we release fat but by giving little by little then you dry it so then you can manipulate the hair and make sure that you really can really separate the curls give it a nice definition it's about laying it slowly, not just putting it and drying it. And, and, and that's to say, oh, I never thought of it like that. That's it because that's also that's the problem because if hair is hair, remember that. But then you have to understand there's different porosity and stuff like that, the texture, elasticity. By learning those things, then you understand how you're going to approach with the product. Of course, a little bit, it comes with experience too, don't get me wrong. But when you right. have the fundamental, then you can experiment it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think education is the core of everything, right? No, it is. That's why everybody now is trying to be, oh, I'm diverse, I'm diverse. Not about just mm -hmm. being diverse. Not about, it's about just understanding hair, hair is hair. It doesn't matter what color of your skin is. Hair right. is hair. Right. Remember that. You yeah. should be able to do glow with hair is hair. You can be a white person with kinky curl. Right. Remember Absolutely. that. You, you can yeah. be black Indian, but you have straight hair. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. You understanding hair from its fundamental. Then it doesn't matter who's sitting. It's just the hair. Right. And I, so um, the thing that I was talking about earlier, how I've had this time to like work on different projects. I'm working on a book for, um, it's like a workbook and a e-course situation, but it's, um, it's hairstyling for makeup artists because mm. a lot of the environments that I work in, a lot of people, they're makeup artists that have learned how to style hair on the job, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's yes. no, like, and I'm talking about, like, styling and finishing. And there's no background to what they've learned, right? So they mm -hmm. have, there's no, they've never learned anything about texture. There's never been, like, any proper understanding of actual hair, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm working on that now, but it's something 
um, I see it a lot on like commercial jobs, a lot of um, news networks, that sort of thing, political stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, but um, but in the film world, there's been a huge backlash in the film world about hair departments not being um, diverse enough or being able to handle diverse hair, right? And so I feel like I wish I could take you, <laughs> I wish I could take you and take your message and like, put it in the hands of all of the hairstylists in the film industry too. Because oh, it, it is, it is, it is, you're right. It's there's so what much you said. It's, yeah, there's so yeah. much there's so much needed, there's so much we can do and opportunity to share this this message or this knowledge, you know that so Yeah, because it's it's exactly what you said. It's just it's texture and texture can live on any right, like on any race, any person. So exactly. it's just exactly. understanding, understanding texture, right? Mm-hmm. So, it is, it is. Yeah, you have to understand hair. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you don't understand, sorry, it's more the fabric. Does that make sense? If you understand the yeah. fabric, then it's easy. Yeah. So, wow. I wish I could just take you and. <laughs> like, I'll come. Just, let's let's do it. Let's organize something. You know. Whenever yeah, because we're back, let's do it. Because it's been such a thing of like you know like it's been more of a focus, like you were just saying, it's been more of a focus on diversity instead of a focus on hair. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it is, it is. It's funny, you know, it's like, now suddenly it's about, come on, man, we're, we're turning that, and maybe you should learn to do those kind of things. That's what's more important. Uh-huh. And this is, you can't, we can't be perfect everywhere, they say, no? Right, no, absolutely. But, yeah, it's just, understanding and that's actually the workbook that I'm working on um hairstyling for makeup artists the second chapter is actually called understanding hair <laughs> perfect brilliant yeah perfect. that'd so be great if you need anything any info I'm here to support you remember yeah that. I might send you I might send you a copy of it and let you once I get it finished and let you kind of give me feedback right well, of course I will so, thank you because I I feel like um I mean, it's definitely needed in all aspects of hair, but for makeup artists, there's a lot of makeup artists that end up doing hair on different jobs and they don't quite understand why they're doing what they're doing or or maybe they're just, you know, throwing a flat iron in when they could do a beautiful blowout, right? So. Oh, it is, it is, and I'll be very honest, because I'm doing a little program now myself, I'm filming like an online education platform, like. Yeah. And I'm doing a lot of like some of the stuff. I said I, I cannot, I cannot really film everything. Let me find if there's some stock video and stuff I can insert into when I'm talking. It's funny, most of them, the everything looks good, but the hair is not long, doesn't look good. So I'm talking about hair, but the hair doesn't look good. A lot of them, and they're selling these image, these videos, little clips for like three, four hundred dollars in order to get the right to use them. I said, but the hair looks ugly, not done properly. How would I can how can I spend those kind of money? Right. Yeah, I know. And I I'm I'm working on the book now and then the next step is the video, but well, you know, it's like <laughs> I don't want to just do the video. I have to make sure that it's perfect, right? Yeah, like this is it's never gonna be perfect enough. Just do it. Just launch it and you can make it better next time. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's just getting the setup perfect, right? Yeah, like yeah, like the mic good. and the video and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. It well, is, yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's interesting how we've kind of progressed in the technological world. It was like we were just doing hair and makeup, and now we're adding all of these tech components to it. Mm-hmm. So, 
Interesting. So I have one last question for you. Um, okay. <laughs> what would 2020 Richie say to 2010 Richie? So if you were having a conversation with yourself today, 10 years ago, what would you say to him? It's a, it's a very tough question, yeah. What would I say to him? Oh. I would say to him, you know what? Just keep on doing what you're doing. Just focus, work hard. You're gonna your dream, whatever you had in mind, it's gonna happen. And I'll be very honest, it is happening. It is. I'll tell I'll tell you the same thing. Just keep on focusing and doing it. Of course, I might change a little bit here and there, but no matter what, I'll keep everything. Everything. I feel like I might, maybe I will have wasted a little bit less time, sometimes partying a little bit less. I'll say that. But for, for the rest, everything is amazing. Does that make sense? I feel like everything happens for at the right time, right? I feel whatever I have now, I'm better prepared than having it before. Does that make sense? I feel, uh, I feel the, what would I say? Keep on doing, keep on doing what you're doing because it's going to be amazing. You're going to get what you want. I wanted my own brand. I want to have my own education platform and I have it. They tell myself that more than 10 years ago, but I keep on, you know, I, I check on myself every, every three, four years. Wow. That's beautiful. So, um, if people want to follow you, where, where can we find you at? What's your Instagram oh, you, handle? Oh, you can find me on, uh, Richie Kanda at Richie Kanda on Instagram or on Facebook. You can just find me on my own Richie Kandasami. It's my full, my name and my surname. Yes, this is, uh, you find me also when you go on Richie Kanda on my platform. Or else I have also on Instagram, I have Roots Education 77. That's my platform of education. This is very small. I keep it quite intimate, very small for now, focusing on my more my personal one. But that's where you can find me if you have any question, anything about my education, anything, any connection, any, any collaboration. I'm a very open-minded person. I love collaborating. I love sharing. I don't just do that for money. I just do it because I'm passionate. So. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining thanks, us today. Thanks to you, Brooke. And any, anything you need from me, Brooke, I'm here to support. Thank you for building something good, sharing the message, a platform to someone to connect and get inspired. Great, great of you. Congratulations. I'm proud of you also. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a like and follow us at The Collective Pro.